Welcome to these podcasts coming to you from From These Shores. My name is Owen Walton. I'm a Bible teacher and I do these podcasts to help you to understand the Bible through some clear teaching. And I trust that these will be a blessing to you and help you to grow in your understanding of the Word of God. I'd appreciate if you subscribe to these podcasts and also share them with your friends so that they can get some good teaching from the Bible. Now, I've just started a series uh, on these podcasts about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The purpose of this is, one, to help people who have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit to receive, and two, to help people who have already received understand how to help other people. So if you want to know how to pray for somebody else and how to help somebody else receive the Holy Spirit, then as we go through this, I believe this this will help you. The first thing I'm trying to do is answer some questions. There's some confusion that people have about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we're going through different uh, passages, particularly in the New Testament, where the baptism is relevant. Now, we're basing a lot of this out of the book of Acts. Acts uh, gives us five examples of either individuals or groups who received the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So we're looking at those to give us some understanding about how this works. God's given us these examples to show us and to help us to understand. And I believe a lot of the questions that we have are answered in these five passages. Now, I will do some teaching after this on things like tongues, and we'll look at some things in the epistles. But for now, we're just answering some of the initial basic questions that people have. In the previous podcast, I looked at the, the question is, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit important? Some people don't think. They think, well, you know, I'm a Christian. That should be enough. And I'll come to that issue shortly. But we saw that the book, the church in the book of Acts placed priority on people receiving the Holy Spirit. As soon as uh, revival began to happen, as soon as people began to get born again in different places, they would make sure that they had received the Holy Spirit. We saw that when Paul came into contact with the, the, church, the people, the, some disciples at Ephesus, it wasn't a church there yet. The first question he asked them is, have you received the Holy Spirit? This was important to them. And I believe we should recognize that importance and treat this with the same importance. We should not be lowering the importance of the Holy Spirit when the church in the Bible valued and appreciated and respected the importance of the Holy Spirit in the the church and in the lives of individual believers. I think there's a move these days in some churches to, to shut down the move of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to be doing some teaching about that shortly too, because we need to allow God to do what he wants to do. And if he wants to move by his Holy Spirit, then we need to let that happen. So the next question I want to ask is, uh, is this for everybody? Some people have been taught that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for everybody. They've heard different things. And you see, we need to realize that we need, we need Bible answers. There's all kinds of things that go around. People just say things and they repeat phrases and they come up with their own ideas or, and then they spread that around and they say things like, well, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not for everybody. And uh, we want to know what the Bible says. And as a teacher, one of the important things I'm always going to try to do is draw people back to the scriptures, not just to opinion, not just what we've always heard, but what does the Bible actually say and show us? So let's look at these examples. Let's ask this question, is this for everybody uh, or is the baptism of the Holy Spirit only for some Christians? Now, in the Old Testament, only some people received the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't quite the same as what we would call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But in the Old Testament, not everybody had the Holy Spirit. Only the prophet, the priest, and the king 
and other certain individuals that God anointed to do things, but not everybody. Now, the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit is first poured out on the church, Peter quotes a prophecy from Joel. And Joel had prophesied about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was coming. And uh, in this prophecy, we start to see some of the answer to this question, is this for everybody? Now, this, this prophecy, Peter quoted this right after the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church in, the, on, in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. This is the first time when anyone had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And Peter quoted this prophecy in order to explain what was happening. And uh, so we'll read it out of Acts, although we could read it out of Joel as well. It's quoted from there. In Acts chapter 2, Peter stands up and he says this, But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. What is he referring to when he says this is what was spoken? Well, the Holy Spirit had just been poured out on this group. And yes, there were manifestations happening, and we'll talk about that later on in the series. But the experience that he's referring to is the Holy Spirit being poured out. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Now, he quotes Joel from verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Notice the word all. This is because Joel was prophesying a change. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit had not been poured out on all. But Joel prophesied a time, and he, he, he talks about in the last days, uh, when the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all, all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maidservants, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. Now, this prophecy is all-inclusive. The idea of this prophecy is your sons, your daughters, your old men, your young men, your men servants, your maidservants, and then he specifically says all. And that is because in Joel's time, the Holy Spirit wasn't for everybody. As I said, it was mainly the prophet, the priest, the king, and other select individuals. But Joel spoke about a day when there was going to be a change and the Holy Spirit was going to be made available to all. Now, let's look at the examples when the Holy Spirit is poured out on Acts. Uh, is there any indication that he was only for some people? Or do we repetitively see the idea of all? So, we're in, we, we've read part of Acts chapter 2. Let's go a little bit earlier in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit is actually poured out. Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. And it says, and they were all. How many? All. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'll do some teaching on tongues a little bit later. For now, I want you to notice all. How many in that group were filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, according to that verse, all of them. And uh, we have, it's not up to us to start adding restrictions on and say it's not for all. When we're going to see repetitively, the Bible keeps saying it is. Uh, that was Acts chapter 2. The, one of the next examples we have in Acts is Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8, we referred to this previously in the previous podcast, is when Philip went to Samaria and he preached. He had a revival in Peter and John, was sent by the church in Jerusalem for the specific purpose of making sure that the, they received the Holy Spirit in Samaria. And so now we see in Acts chapter uh, 8 and verse 17, Talking about when Peter, and, Peter and, and John arrived and prayed for them, it says, Then they laid hands on them, 
and they received the Holy Spirit. There's no indication in that verse only some received. When it says they laid hands on them and they received, it's talking about the same group it had been talking about in the verses preceding this, which is the people who believed in Jesus. There's no indication that it's now limiting the group in any way. They, the, the apostles laid hands on them and they received. So we have no right to indicate only some of them did when there's no indication in that verse. Well, the next example is Acts chapter 9, which is Paul. Well, Paul received the Holy Spirit. We'll talk a bit more about him later. Uh, but that's just an individual case. Acts chapter 10 is the next example. This is when the Holy Spirit is poured out uh, on Cornelius's household, uh, the, on the Gentiles, in other words. God supernaturally connected Cornelius and Peter, sent Peter in to preach the gospel to them. And the Holy Spirit is poured out on this group as well. And in Acts chapter 10 and verse 44 says this, While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. There it is again. The Holy Spirit didn't just fall upon some of them. This is an all-inclusive passage. It doesn't give us any restrictions that it was only for some. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter answered, and it goes on. They heard them speak with tongues. Them there is all inclusive again. It doesn't just say some of them. And we'll cover the tongues part of it later on. Well, that's, that's quite a few of the examples so far. We've, that's a number of the, out of the five examples we have in Acts, uh, I believe that's four of them. In each in, in instance, everybody received all. Well, the next example is Acts chapter 19. Again, this is when Paul is in Ephesus. Uh, we've talked a little bit about that, but just want to highlight this aspect of this truth right now. We saw that Paul uh, preached the gospel to them. Acts chapter 19 and verse 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, they. And when Paul had laid his hands upon or on them, well, the them in verse 6 is the same group referred to in verse 5 using the word they. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. How many? How many? Well, that's all inclusive. There's no restriction there. And it follows on talking about the same group. Paul laid his hands on them. The Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Nothing in there indicates only some of them. So we've got no right to add things into these scriptures and claim this is just for some people. This is all of the examples we have in the book of Acts. And in every one of them, it is all inclusive. And even in the prophecy from Joel himself, it is all inclusive. So I trust this has helped answer that issue right now. And in the next one, we're going to start to talk about, do we have to wait for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? We, uh, how long after a person is born again, should they be baptized in the Holy Spirit? We're going to talk about questions like, should a person be baptized in water before or after they receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? We're going to answer different questions to help people understand this. Look at the scriptures. We're also going to answer some questions about, you know, is the baptism 
baptism of the Holy Spirit, a separate experience to being born again and receiving Jesus. We're going to look at the scriptures on these just to give some clarity. And some people say, well, I'm born again. Do I need the second experience? Why has it got to be in two? And we'll look at the scriptures on this and answer these questions so that we can equip you to help other people and also to receive yourself. And once we finish this, we'll go on to a practical guide how to pray and how to minister to other people to receive the Holy Spirit, some practical truths. Then once we've done that, we will probably go on and start doing some teaching on tongues. So thank you for joining us for this teaching, this podcast. And I just want to ask that you'll share these, subscribe to these. I appreciate that you do so that we can get the word of God out there and talk to people clearly and help answer questions and help bring clarity to people's understanding of the word and the Bible and the things of God. So God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this podcast and we will see you again soon.